Welcome to the Voice of MPE, the official podcast of Merchant Payments Ecosystem, Europe's largest merchant payments conference. Today, we are at the 16th annual MPE conference, MPE 2023. This podcast brings you interviews with payment industry leaders and professionals from the entire payment world. For more information, head over to www.merchantpaymentsecosystem.com. Today, we are talking about innovations in technology and experience reshaping the payments business. Neira Jones from Phoenix Edge, moderator of this session, spoke with Karen Aviasaf Migdal from Work Payments, Pavel Kaminsky from Seven Security GmbH, Nabil DeMarco from Amazon Pay, David Parker from Polymath Consulting, and Neil Cadwell from Visa. Who is leading the innovation game? What technologies and experience are reshaping the payments business? Listen to this episode and learn about the innovation potential in the payments ecosystem. We talked a lot about um, about innovation. Uh, interesting topic. We've seen two different approaches, uh, and and we live in a very very dynamic environment. So when when we look at things like uh, payment orchestration, multi rate solutions, lots of innovative partnerships, as we've seen both from uh, from Visa uh, and Amazon earlier, we can see that traditional payment models uh, and indeed ecosystem system players at large are being increasingly challenged by innovators. So we have diverse backgrounds on the, on the panel today. So first of all, I'd like to ask uh, Karen uh, if you'd like to briefly introduce your, yourself, but um, tell me from a provider's point of view, what does innovation mean to you? Okay, so hi everyone and good morning. I'm Karen Aviasaf. I'm the CEO of Forex Payments, uh, which is a platform for uh, visualizing, managing, and uh, automating payments for SMBs. Um, I have been working in the payment space for more than 20 years now, so I have a wide uh, view of everything connecting to financial services, risk management, and compliance. And uh, I'm also a fintech advisor and mentor for some of the companies that uh, are working with us. Uh, as about uh, the question, Nira, about uh, innovation. So I think uh, we have been discussing this and the guys from Visa and Amazon Pay discussed this as well. I think the best case now that we can see uh, for innovation uh, using the technology of payment orchestrators is actually embedded payments and embedded finance. And I like this case in specific because we can see now companies that are not coming from the fintech space and uh, fintech is not core to their product. However, they do wish to enter into the money space. Uh, so we see them uh, moving inside. They wish to have a better customer experience. They wish to have more stickiness and to offer more product and microservices to their customers. And then they have to have some type of uh, technology and data in order to actually move into the payment space because we know it's a bit uh, risky and uh, they need a lot of attention and operation. Uh, so that's, uh, from my experience, a uh, um, very nice case of uh, innovation. Excellent. So uh, uh, we have seen how uh, uh, perhaps we can answer the question of uh, not compromising uh, ecosystem integrity at large for customer experience. So, Pavel, what does innovation mean to you? Uh, when we talk about customer experience and... Um, 
I think we have seen that from Amazon Pay when uh, Neil mentioned uh, customer obsession. Uh, we have to go back to the basics. So a customer, we are customers also. When we pay, uh, we want to pay in a very uh, safe space. We want to know who are we paying for, uh, what the amount that uh, is going to be charged eventually. And uh, we want to know what happens if we have an issue with the, with the transaction itself, who to contact eventually. So that's the basics. And uh, the customer experience should be very clear, very transparent uh, once we buy online. And I think that today we have a lot of technology that supports that. But still, the payment pages have not been changed over the years. But everything that happens is behind the scenes uh, when we see the customer service, when we know who to contact, how to contact. And uh, we also get a lot of payment methods that we can choose from because we understand now that uh, each person likes to pay with a different method. So this is also a part of the customer experience when he comes to buy. Which actually leads me neatly to Pavel, if you'd like to introduce yourself briefly and uh, give us your take on this. Yeah. Hi, everyone. So my name is Pavel Kaminsky. I'm the founder and CEO of Science Security. We are a QSA company. We deal with PCI standards mostly. Uh, I'm also a cybersecurity fintech mentor, so I work with fintech companies and help them to implement uh, payment environments in the best possible way. Yeah, from the technical perspective. Uh, so, what was the question? <laughs> I'm sorry. What does innovation mean to you specifically yeah. Yeah, uh, in it. your role as a an advisor to fintechs yeah. and a security company as well? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I've, in a world simplicity and protection. Yeah. So, I believe that we have to pay in a very smooth way. We don't. We don't want to feel fill out all this information all over again. So just pay in a one click from everywhere and stay protected or feel protected. So as Karen said, to know if something bad happens, where to contact and what we can do. So we saw our presenters earlier on talking about the customer experience and particularly Matthias at Amazon uh, saying we ask the five whys and uh, uh, putting the customer at the, at the center. So in, when it comes to uh, customer experience, we've traditionally focused on uh, on B2C businesses, but increasingly this is actually expanding to B2B, B2G and every form of, uh, of acronym because everyone uh, demands those kind of seamless uh, experience. So uh, so I'd like to direct this next question to, uh, to Nabil and to uh, ask how Amazon Pay directly influences the user experience because I've heard that you have things like micro innovations uh, for smaller users. So if you'd like to introduce yourself first and then tell us all about it. Thank you, Naira. Good morning, everybody. I'm Nabil DeMarco and I'm responsible for Amazon Pay across Europe. I won't talk about Amazon Pay because we just had a, a very good presentation from Matthias about this. 
Um, when I uh, looking at innovation for customers from my perspective, and again, Matthias explained that very well, the way we think about it in Amazon is that we start from the customer, understand what really matters to them, looking at data, speaking with our customers, and then try to solve for those opportunities. And in the world of payments, what I keep hearing, and Neil, you said it very eloquently today, is we want payments to be very easy for customers. Somebody yesterday said payments should almost be invisible to customers. I was speaking with a retailer in London uh, last week, and they obviously told us that what matters to their customers, the shoppers, it's to buy the product, to have the products. And so this retailer wants to get to that stage as quickly as possible. One of my suggestions was to introduce a payment button into their checkout flow, potentially going all the way to have an express checkout like Amazon Pay provides. We know, we see from data that that dramatically decreases the time of this of the checkout process and cuts in half the time between me as a buyer wanting to buy something, deciding to buy something, and completing the payment process. And that to me is a, is a small change, but has a fundamental return, both in trustworthy customer experience, as well as in conversions for the merchant. So, David, when we talk about uh, all of this, what are ways that uh, the status quo perhaps can be changed and how can we see payoffs and big returns when you talk about customer experience? Do you have a take on that? I think, so I think, to be honest here, I've never worked for a payments company. So my background is advertising. I'm ex-Sarchi and Sarchi. So when you talk about big payoffs, ultimately what you're talking about here is what we do as an advertising agency is changing customer behavior. Mm. It's really it's about customer behavior we're talking about here. So we're sitting here talking about innovation, but all we're really talking about is how can we change customer behavior to make it either more efficient for the process to go through the transaction process, to make that customer experience or journey more pleasurable. And pleasurable doesn't necessarily mean pleasure. It may mean just less hassle. Come off it. Where is an industry have introduced SCA and friction everywhere from a fraud perspective? And, you know, we actually now cause a lot of friction and hassles in a consumer trying to check out in most places. Okay. So when you talk to this, all I'm going to go back to is the customer behavior and how we're affecting that customer behavior to really make it a journey that for the customer is not as painful as a lot of the time it is. So, so Neil, when you talk about customer behavior, uh, as David just mentioned, so how is a card scheme directly able to influence customer behavior? Well, we rely on everybody in this room. We, we have a large network that goes out to our uh, seller community, and we want to be able to adopt much of the technology that you're developing. But then I'll go back to sort of two examples one we token where we're starting to think about now being able to provide really specific data to merchants where we can actually take tokenized transactions and link them to account reference numbers so a merchant can actually see what is the consumer's acceptance preference by channel. So it may be that it's Apple Pay in an app, it may be debit card in store, it may be a credit card online. And when you think about how a retailer invests in customer acquisition, actually knowing what the preference is when you're about to make a purchase is really valuable data. So we're actually lining ourselves up against segments and verticals so we can take 
the traditional payment capabilities that we have today, but come up with very specific use cases that increase the opportunity for conversion at the, uh, at the checkout. What, one other quick example, because I spent four years working in the Middle East and North Africa, and when the pandemic kicked in, Saudi Arabia only had a 16% um, adoption rate of contactless. It was really through the network effect that we were able to move from 16% through to 92% of conversion on contactless in 11 months. That's for an entire market. So when we actually are confronted with a real pain point and challenge, some phenomenal things can happen by our network reaching into the right partners. So, so that's interesting. So our, our theme for the MP23, uh, 2023 awards, uh, this year is, uh, sustaining growth. So we've been talking about the customer experience. We've been uh, uh, going around whether uh, it is possible to not compromise integrity, safety, security, and customer experience. We have now the added challenge of very difficult economic conditions. So uh, during this time, which is rather challenging, uh, have you seen merchants essentially change strategies to react to this? Essentially, are they investing and how are you helping them to invest for the better to you, Nabil? Um, well, if, if I go back to for a second to the times of COVID, of the beginning of the crisis, I think we've seen entire sectors of the industry having to completely rethink their strategies, rebuild their business models from the grounds up. And as a payments industry, we've been one of the pillars enabling this transformation and this change, as Neil was saying. So uh, definitely, uh, even in an economical situation like the one of today, merchants need to look uh, very hard on how to grow, maintain first and foremost, and grow affinity with their customers. And for me, the first problem to start is, uh, is reading customer data. Shopper data was a lot, we discussed a lot yesterday in the panels up here about you having the data, using the data to understand the customer behavior and understand how to best shape it, adapt to it, be best at fulfilling the need that the data is telling us about the customer behavior. I mean, we talked 20 years ago in advertising, 30 years ago in advertising agencies about this new digital world and we used to talk about one-on-one -on -one CRM. So instead of sending the same message out to everyone, but actually being able to almost send out bespoke messages to a customer based on what they'd actually behaviorally done. Absolutely. And it was a dream and we talked about it, but we never actually delivered it because the, the systems weren't capable of assimilating the data right. and everything else. But as an ad man, you've always dreamed of being able to say, to your point, if you know which button a customer wants at checkout, why not make that one the big and bold one right in the middle Indeed. and all the others small along the bottom? But that page would dynamically change based on what the customer's previous behavior was. Now, no one does that today, even now. But it's such an obvious thing that if you know I always go out using a certain, you know, as you said, Apple Pay on a certain thing, make that the big button. Sure, give me all those other choices, but why not dynamically adapt to who I am? Now, technology is still not there, not there by yet. a long way. Not there yet. 
Indeed, I'm speaking with an advertising hat on. I see huge different issues. Uh, uh, I think, David, that uh, you're right. The adoption should be at the checkout point, and we know for sure, like everyone in the room, that we want to adapt the payment pages at the checkout because we have the customer attention for a few more seconds. So we want to give them the best option to pay, and I think technology today and probably in the past ten years supports that. So we have dynamic pages, and we know for sure uh, the IP of the customer and the billing country and we can definitely get more data and push it to the payment pages in seconds or in milliseconds. But I think what we're missing here is the knowledge. We don't have a lot of people or a lot of uh, resources to handle the pages as we like when I, talk, when I talk about the merchants themselves. Like they don't have the knowledge how to properly craft the payment pages for a better experience. And that's the real pain. That we're suffering today. Well, I mean, you've got too many payments people and not a lot of advertising people. Yes. <laughs> so, Karen, that's a, that's a very good point because on the point of uh, knowledge and how do they know, and we've seen, for example, the slow take-up of uh, open banking, certainly in the in the UK, and it's a, it's a matter partly of, uh, of merchant and consumer um, education. So, we have all, all of this happening. Everybody's mentioned partnership. Everybody's mentioned more and more data. Yesterday, we had fantastic startups competing. I mean, we were all impressed with the quality of, uh, of the competitors. So, and added to that with the economic crisis and everything else. So, uh, how are we looking at that with that angle of education, safety, security, perhaps reluctance to adopt, uh, challenging environment in far, as far as investment is concerned? So, Pavel, do you have a take on that? Yeah, I can speak from my side of things as an auditor, QSA, cybersecurity consultant, yeah. I think that auditors have to stop seeing in companies just the inventories, yeah, just the list of servers and so on. So they have to understand the business case. They, stay, they have to understand the business case in order to properly evaluate the risks, yeah. Um, Everyone who has experience with audits probably know what I mean. So, and I believe this is the way, yeah, for improvement here. So we haven't got much time left, but I'd like to ask each and every single member on the panel to look into their crystal ball. And uh, what I'm going to ask each of you, what do you see as being the most exciting innovation, one or two, not more, over the next five years, starting with you, Nabil? Thank you. Yesterday, there was a very healthy debate here on the first sessions of, of, of this conference. Uh, the healthy be debate being between customer choice and AI driving that choice without the customer knowing. Um, I can see a world, I love to be in a world where these two are, things are not in contracts, but actually technology will help the customer to make that choice. I think we were just saying it now here. Uh, I can see already the technological elements being there where we have technology helping us making the right choice for that specific purchase event. So buying that product or that service in that store at that time with technology knowing about my financial situation and knowing what are the opportunities inside my wallet and making a suggestion of the best way of paying on that contextual moment there. I think the technology elements are actually 
already there. We just need to connect the dots. And I think one critical factor is it needs to be done in a way that gains the trust of customers. Uh, when Amazon introduced the buy button, which if you think about it, is not that different. Today, if you go on Amazon, you can click and win a single click and buy without having to go at all through the checkout process. When we introduced that, we did that extremely careful because there are multiple options to buy the same product on Amazon already today. But having the confidence and gaining the confidence and trust of customers that with one single click, they would skip the whole of the payment process and be sure they were getting the best deal possible was what made that a reality. So your most exciting innovation in one word? Um, don't make the customer think. Neil? Well, for me, um, it plays very much to today's point about personalization. I think that uh, some of the account-initiating services that some of the open banking platforms can deliver will actually bring a hyper-personalized experience. And I give a lot of merchants credit for the SKU-level knowledge that they've got around what's actually happening with their inventory and the, the customer experience. And I think being able to layer this very personalized insight direct from an account is going to deliver some really differentiated experience. We're starting to see it happen in the UK already. So I've got a lot of hope and faith that from uh, an advertising perspective, we can start to get to sort of the holy grail of giving the customers what they want. So I'd say it's, um, it's AIS services from open banking providers blended with payment information. That's a brilliant answer from a card scheme, isn't it? <laughs> David. So I'm going to pick up on your open banking theme, but say the thing that you haven't said, which is particularly in the UK, because it'll move ahead of Europe, is VRP, variable recurring payments, because it's going to hammer basically direct debits and card on file. Because why would you do card on file when you can do VIP? I think on the acquiring side, I think the ability, and I've seen this myself from my own charity with the beekeepers, the fact that your phone becomes your POS machine. You know, we've now got it, at, we're now taking honey sales, you know, just by people are tapping on our phones. That is having a huge effect, extending the reach of card acceptance and, and phone acceptance. And the final one I'm going to say is, have a look at the three presentations you're about to see, because I think we've got three startups this year that are absolutely amazing. And any one of them could have a significant effect on this industry. I think we've got three amazing startups coming up. Please do stay and listen, because they are big ideas coming up. Thank you, David. Karen? I think that we're going to see like the power comes back to the merchants um, that they didn't have in the past years uh, due to the reason <laughs> that they have more capabilities today, more technologies to utilize, and uh, they're going to offer more financial services in their uh, core systems. So I'm thinking that merchants will uh, move into a lot of different spaces using a lot of innovative technologies and niche technologies in order to enhance their activities. Thank you, Pavel. Yeah, I think that we are going to have more and more embedded payments. Yeah, so pay with everything, everywhere, at any point in time, and I hope stay protected. Thank you very much. A big round of applause for our panelists today. Thanks for tuning in to the official MPE podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the show and check other video interviews with other industry leaders on our YouTube channel. For more content, follow Merchant Payments Ecosystem on LinkedIn and Twitter. Don't miss out on our Positivity magazine and remember to subscribe to the MPE newsletter at www.merchantpaymentsecosystem.com.